Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. playing with an idea that I think getting wealthy boils down to three steps. Now, obviously, my background is very, very oriented towards real estate. Uh, One Rental at a Time channel brings experts from across the investing landscape. So I want to share my three steps with Taylor from Life Goal Investments. But before we do, Taylor, I'd love you just to give kind of your real resume because, again, it's very different than mine. You have very different experiences, playing an entirely different field than me. Uh, but let's tell folks... Uh, a little bit about yourself, if you don't mind. Yeah, thanks so much. So I graduated college in 2010 with my undergrad in finance. Um, I went to Iona University, which is just outside of New York City. I grew up in a little one red light town, but that's what brought me down to the metro area. And then I got started on Wall Street. It took me, I guess it was November when I finally got a job, um, but it was coming out of 2008 in that great financial crisis. So it was a tough time. Um, but anyway, I got my foot in the door in an entry level position at a Wall Street firm and uh, kind of started to work my way up the ranks through there. But one of the things that I did that I think is really important that I would encourage anybody to do is anytime someone's willing to educate you on their dime, take them up on it immediately, yes. right? Free education is the best thing in the world. So as I was starting to work there about a year into it, they offered me to go back to school to get my MBA. So I went back and got my MBA. And then from there, I guess that was probably, I finished that three years into my working career. Soon thereafter, I moved halfway across the country and started to work on, a, on, on the next iteration of my career. And that was working with financial advisors and sitting down with their largest clients. So we would sit down with clients that had 50 or $100 million. And at the time, I'm 26 years old. And they're looking at me like, Taylor, you talk a pretty good game, man, but you have an absolute baby face. Yeah. And so- I was the guy to come in and tell them, yeah, I was the guy to come in and tell them like, Hey, you're missing X, Y, Z in your portfolio. If this comes up in the economy, you're going to be screwed because of that. And so I was like, all right, I got to start putting some more letters behind my name because that's what you do on, on the wall street. Um, so I went out and got a SEMA, which is a certified investment management analyst. And that's a, a three-step progression, three tests. It takes a little over a year, all about portfolio construction. The last week of it is spent at Wharton, at UPenn, listening to people like Jeremy Siegel and taking a, a, you know, a test at the end of that. And then after that, I did one more step to become a certified financial planner, a CFP, which is another year-long process. And that has a little bit less to do with the, you know, the investment ins and outs that the SEMA does, but it has more to do with taxes, estate planning, so on and so forth. So that was kind of my education and kind of how I came up through the ranks. And again, reiterate back my original comment, take them up on it if they're willing yeah. to pay for your education. Yeah, and then kind of net it out for me why I'm so happy to have you here. You're 10 years on the street, right, Wall Street. Uh, you run several ETFs, one of which I have capital in. Again, you you do this. This is what you do, right? You help people right. build and manage wealth. Correct. So I have come up with an idea that I'm playing with that I don't know if it becomes a book or what, but I want to lay out for you that I think getting wealthy for the average mom and dad is three simple steps. Okay. Step one, you have to create dry powder. You have to create discretionary income. 
you have to create investment. You have to create capital that's not committed somewhere else. Now, simply said, there are two ways you can do that. You can lower expenses. Olivia and I have been very clear, chose this route. We audited our needs versus wants. We went from spending 100% of our income to 50% over about a year. It was, a, it was on purpose, cut, 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 cut. How hard and was what, it? Can I ask you that? I would say the first 20% was remarkably easy. The next 15 were uncomfortable. And the last 15 were hard. Yeah. Right. And it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't, I mean, we had to keep at it to keep finding it. And, you know, again, you go from spending hundred percent of your income to 50, that's 50% capital every month that you can start stacking moving forward. There is a second way, probably a more popular way, maybe a way I should have thought about, but didn't, you can also increase your income, right? Obviously I had a commission job, blah, 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 blah. I do all that, but you could, in today's day and age, you have side hustles and all these other things that you could do, right? So again, cut expenses, um, increase income. You can do things that are very creative. That's very common on my channel called house hacking, right? Take your largest expense, neutralize it, make, so all of that. So step one of this process is you have to create investment capital, discretionary income, all of that. So let me just stop there at step one, thoughts, questions, feedback. I love it. I, I think you're, you're spot on. The one thing that I get annoyed with sometimes and go on rants about is the fact that everyone on social media thinks that everybody wants or needs a side hustle. Um, well, you have to realize like if I had to create a side hustle right now, it would be very hard for me to do. I have two little kids. I have one more on the way. And it's like, my house is, is, is just a, a free for all at all times. We're just trying to maintain, keep our head above water. So like yeah. the thing that I could go out and create a side hustle right now is just Un, you know, yeah, it, it, to me. yeah, it, so it, it we would work there be, as well. It yeah. would have to be though. I think it's, I think the first one is actually easier. If you have a, a reasonable paying job, I think that cutting expenses is actually easier than creating a side hustle for a lot of people from a lifestyle perspective, but it does take absolute discipline. Yeah, absolutely. So that's number one. Number two, you have to become elite at something, right? You have a day job, you have all this, you have to become elite. What does elite mean? It means you focus on it daily, 20 minutes, 30 minutes a day. You're always, it's, it's gotta be passion. It's gotta be fun. You can't be annoyed at, you have to become the best of the best. Now in my world, you've heard me probably use these words, right? Buy box, daily discipline. I look at 93703, three or four bedroom home, two bath, one story, two car garage between 1250 and 1750 square foot for three freaking years, right? That's it. That's, that's like, 0.11% of the entire market I was in. Most people don't know what focus means. Now, obviously I'm a real estate guy, but it could be stocks. You could look at stocks or ETFs or crypto or NFTs or classic cars or wine or trading card or whatever. Go do what excites you. Become elite at that. And what, what is becoming elite? It means you become very unbalanced. You don't have any time for anything else. You're not distracted by squirrels or butterflies or whatever the hell it is. You are unbalanced. But in 90 days, in six months, you will know, in my world, that part of the market better than anybody else. And because you do, you can find and create value where everybody else misses it. So step two is becoming elite, and it takes time and focus and discipline. What do you think of that? 100%. Extremely well put. Um, the, the focus has to be intentional and it has to be, hey, 
well, you have to look in the rear in, in the mirror at the beginning rather and say like, hey, what is it that you are good at? You have to try to be as honest as you can yeah. to yourself. And and what you're good at, is there an opportunity to create a business or something to make money off of that? Because some hobbies are hobbies and they aren't, you know, transferable into income generating jobs or whatever you want to call them. So yes, you have to make sure you're good at something and you have to make sure there's a need in the market or an opportunity in the market in the real estate case. And you have to be focused. It has to be, you know, you can't, the squirrels, right? You, if this is your thing, especially if you're like Olivia and I, where we had day jobs, you have no time for anything else. I did not look at duplexes, condos, apartments. I didn't look at another zip code for three freaking years. Right. So again, this is this is just the maniacal focus. And again, what you're trying for is to become that person that sees the value first and you can strike. That's what you're trying to do, right? You're stacking dry powder every week, every month, every year. You're creating a discipline and a focus where you become the best of the best or the top two or whatever it is. You can see things that others miss or others don't see it as fast. And now step three. Time. You need a decade. You just need a decade. You need a decade, right? You need to own assets. You can't, you can't lever them up. You can't lose them. You can't try to time markets. Certainly, if you're doing what I do, you need time for inflation and mortgage pay down and you know, all these other things, recycle capital, debt, uh, you know, income snowball, all that. But that's it, man. Getting wealthy is remarkably simple. And, and, and number three leads to number two as well, right? So the time aspect of it creates a more elite ability of yeah. you because you've spent so much time looking at that maniacally, oh, whatever it's, it's, it is. It's a circle, right? Because again, you can think about it because what will eventually happen when you're in year two, year three, whatever, is the income is growing. You're stacking more paper. You're becoming better. You're doing this. You're doing this. That's why I tell people the first two or three years are the hardest. That's why I wrote my second book was to get people past the two or three years because it's so freaking slow. I remember sitting in my bed at night going through the millionaire real estate investor book, the last 15 pages, because they were stories of investors. I'm like, I need to know, Taylor, this is worth it. I need to know that I can hold on and this little trickle of 200 bucks a month will become something. Yep. That's the whole reason for the second book, but that's it, dude. Getting wealthy is remarkably simple. And, you know, you got all these, you know, acronyms and letters and all of that, and you have more education on the street and it's just that simple. Create investable capital, dry powder, stacks, whatever you want to call it, become elite at one thing and then let time be your friend. And then, you know, in a decade, you'd be shocked at how wealthy you are. But you know, what's funny about you is I get on here and we talk on Mondays, right? So we record on Mondays. I get on here and I go, Hey, how was your weekend? And you go, dude, no different than any other day because you Saturday, do, man. you do because you love it and you're exactly. in it every single day. It's not something that you have a hobby on the side and focus on occasionally. It is that maniacal focus on that one thing, which is real estate. And you do a great job from an economic standpoint too, which leads into the real estate, which is what makes you a better real estate investor than all of the others out there. It's, yeah, uh, I got receipts. I danced through raindrops because of my economics degree and my 20 years of looking at it, right? You could look, I, I am not a housing is going up forever guy, dude. I sold housing. Then I moved around. I raised dry powder. I locked in debt. I mean, I've made some wonderful moves because I look every day. Yep. Every single day. And so I have not put nearly as much thought into this as you have, 
But I have always said there are two things that create that level of success. That person okay. that, I, that I met with when I was 26 years old and told them how to organize their financial portfolio um, that had 50, 75, $100 million, they all did two things. Okay. They all, at the beginning, stacked money aside. So I, I complete 100% with that. And then they were able to do the second thing because they did that. And that's take an enormous, exorbitant amount of risk in a lot of cases. Mm. Targeted, scalable, um, targeted, scalable risk. And there's a word that I'm looking for there, margin for safety. So they, they took a risk where they believed they had a margin for safety because they were better at whatever it was than everybody else. But they weren't able to take that risk unless they had the capital backing them to allow them to step away from their job and not make an income for a year, two years, five years in some right. examples. But again, they started their own thing, stopped working for someone else, which again, I am not saying that's for everyone because I think no. a lot of people are perfectly happy making a very good income working for someone else. This risk though, that has the outsized re reward on the other end is a function of having the money, taking that, that risk that you know that you have the ability to excel at, but is a real risk. Yeah. What do you think about 10 years? I mean, I've seen it unquestionably work, but again, my orientation is real estate, which, which might be biased. But again, you, in your experience, I mean, if you, if you are step one, you live in below your means, you don't have lifestyle creep, you do stay focused, you don't get to, believe me, folks, I know people that are remarkably disciplined like me for three or four years, and then they're not. They get, something happens and they go freaking crazy. And then it, it all falls apart because if you're not, if you don't do 10 years, you don't get to 10 years. Right. Uh, but what do you think about 10 years, I guess? Yeah. So I would have, I would have shortened that. Um, and, and, and again, so I'm only, I graduated in 2010. Now it's 2023. So I've only been in the working world for 13 years now. Um, I have a little bit of probably what you just described. Um, now, granted, I haven't owned my own business until a year and a half ago. So that completely changed my, my outlook on everything. But when I was working for someone else, I kind of had what seemed to be three to four year increments for me. Okay. And I guess three of them happened. So it had to be, you know, more like three years than four years in my working career for somewhere else where I thought that I had it mastered. I got bored and I needed mm -hmm. to make another step. And okay. so um, now again, this is all in the vein of learning everything that I have learned in the same vertical. So I'm not mm -hmm. done learning by any stretch of the imagination when it comes to investing, but I just hit these little you know, pegs along the way where I got frustrated and needed to move on. Now it was all in the same business. I'll reiterate that. And it was just another layer of the business, a little bit of a change in the direction slight because it was all investing, but yeah, three to four years is where I hit those watermarks where I needed to pivot a little bit because my brain just wouldn't let me go any further in that direction. Um, but again, I guess I'll say all that and reiterate back to the original point. It's all in investing. This is yeah. you're you're in real estate and that's exclusively what you're in. You're very pointed as to what you are. I am the same thing with investing. When I talk about the changes, they were very minute changes in my job and my role, which is why I went from just the portfolio construction person with the SEMA to saying, mm -hmm. okay, I want to take a step out and broaden my lens mm -hmm. and help Michael with his estate planning and his tax preparation, that type of thing, and have him make better decisions to be a whole, you know, more broadly encompassing topic. Very, very cool. Well, this has been a lot of, thank you for uh, listening to this. This is something I'm playing on. I think, I think more people need to realize that getting wealthy is nothing more than a process. It's something they can control. 
also understand the timeline. I think I think a lot of people in this world want it instant and you know no one's I guess ever gotten happened. rich overnight. No one's ever no. no one's ever gotten sustainably rich overnight, I'll say. There you go. Well, Taylor, where can people find you? Because uh, you put out a lot of great education and occasionally we get a Taylor rant, which I <laughs> I, I actually enjoy a lot. <laughs> yeah, follow us at Life Goal Investments. We're on both Instagram and on TikTok. Folks, do me a favor. If you uh, do subscribe or whatever, link with him, send him a note from one rental at a time. Tell him you follow him just so he knows his time is valuable here every Monday. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate you, Michael.